Welcome to Determined to Succeed. I'm your host, Dawn Malarney, also known as the Unique Connector. So I'm really excited to have Jeff join me today because he is the curator of connection. So Jeff, why don't you tell our listeners why connection is so important? Awesome. Well, first of all, I just want to say I am the president of Dawn's Fan Club. So thank you for having me here. Um, I realized I did a lot of soul searching in, in March of 2020. So I'm going to give you a little backstory. Um, in November of 2019, I bet 100% all in on live in-person workshops to fill mm-hmm. live in-person masterminds. And we went from zero to $20 million of value on paper in three months. And that was through face-to-face connections. Wow. And um, just before anyone thinks Jeff's rich and they should hit him up for a loan, um, March of 2020, you may remember the world fell off a little cliff that we will not mention. Um, but literally, I was in an airport in California wondering if I was going to get home because the airport was shutting down. I was like the last flight out. And our valuation went to zero overnight. All of our venues got canceled. All of our workshops got canceled. And people told me, Jeff, you can't network on Zoom. It doesn't work. And my brain loves to hear the word can't. So Mm. I said, you know, I'm going to figure this out. And I will acknowledge I can't get 100% of the connection on Zoom. But I have some amazingly dear friends, people like Don that I value. Um, A friend of ours, a mutual friend, Brooke, says, you know, I'm his favorite two-dimensional friend because we've never met in person. Um, That, to me, is a testament that it's not about can you get all the way there on Zoom. It's can you get close enough that you've built that relationship. Yeah, and I was going to say, kind of similar to you is... I was always out at events. I was always in person, had to take people to coffee, lunch, all the things, everything was in person. And then when it switched to all virtual, people were like, mm, nope, it's not going to work. How are you going to connect with people? And I, I think it just even goes back to the basics, yeah. how to connect with people, how to build a relationship and who cares if we have a screen behind us or we're in person. Yes. Some things in person are great. That body language, you get to kind of see them, hug them. But I think the point is just, let's go back to the basics. Like what is connection and building relationships all about? So I would love to even hear from your perspective when it comes to relationships and where you even kind of got your mindset around it. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, I have to acknowledge the go-giver. It is my literal networking Bible. And um, I've shared this with Bob Berg and his co-author, John David Mann. If somebody doesn't love the go-giver, I don't need them in my network. And mm-hmm. and truly, it's become my litmus test. And, and I'll share that in March of 2020, I was licking my wounds and I was whining a little. And I read the book again. I'd read it a while ago, and then I, I picked it up. And it hit me like a lightning bolt. He was talking about, they talk about a character called The Connector. And I went, oh, my God, that's me. I want to be that person. And the aha moment for me was reading that book. And I reached out to, like, I was so fanatical. I reached out to Bob Berg. 
I'd like to say that he and I have become friends. Um, he's an amazing human being. And mm -hmm. it was just my desire to, like, I was just a sponge and I said, tell me more. So funny thing, people will tell you I'm an introvert, I can't network, or they'll say, oh, I wasn't born with this. The reality is I'm an introvert on the autism spectrum and people call me high functioning. Um, so I've been told I shouldn't be good at networking. But I'm here to tell you that should, I didn't read the memo, I didn't get the memo. Um, my entire foundation of networking comes from a desire to help others and to serve. And that was the big aha for me. And I always, I've networked since I was a child. I didn't call it networking, obviously, but, you know, I was the kid who would say, hey, you've got a baseball, you've got a bat, you've got gloves, let's put a game together. Like it just, I knew everybody, people knew me, and and it was just part of who I was in my DNA. Um, but nobody ever told me what I did was called networking, and nobody ever told me that you could do it better or worse or what have you. I just assumed everybody did it the way I did. Um, so after reading The Go-Giver, I went on Amazon and I ordered every single book on the planet on networking. I'm not kidding. I had a stack wow. and I spent two years reading every book I could find on networking. And it turns out after all of that research, because that's what I do, um, the secret is intention. I intend to serve people. I intend to enrich my network. Um, the other big secret was I learned that my network is not just my greatest asset. It's an asset I can share with others and it grows in value because I share it. So I've really worked on a, an abundance mindset, um, but as I work on my own mindset, um, then I learn more about how to help others. It becomes perpetual. You know, if I need something, I know with certainty I can reach out to my network today and I'll have an answer to that question today. Ooh, well, a couple things there. Go Giver. A friend suggested that book to me and I loved that book. And I did actually the audio version and I love just even the the person that's you know reading it where I'm like the voice and everything but there's so many great nuggets in that quick book too it's a, not a very long one but there's so many great things in it um but what I wanted to say is I love the intention part of it because I feel that so many people when they hear connection or the word networking they automatically think of sales mm -hmm. How can I get the next client? How can I monetize from this? What is, where's going to be the next prospect? You know, what's my referral partner? And so I think that's always been kind of a shift for me too, where like networking sales, you know, I'm going to stay clear of that. And then once I learned more about it, I had a great boss mentor who taught me how to connect and to show up as myself and to be me. And so I guess, you know, when you say the word intention and you think of sales, you know, how did you even come up with more of like, it's not about sales. It's more about the relationship. Well, that is a fabulous question. And, and some circles, when you mention the word networking, they cringe or they recoil in terror. And, and I actually had one individual 
um, it was like I had propositioned him in a very inappropriate way when I said the word networking. He literally, you could see the gates going down, the fences coming up, and he was completely defensive. Mm -hmm. And he had come from a world of network, uh, multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. and he felt that networking was very dirty because you're always trying to get something and take something and I feel bad for him as an individual because he'll never understand the joy of a good network um, but for me personally I am an accountant by training and I recognized I didn't want to get better at marketing I didn't want to get better at sales and what I discovered was that when I got better at networking sales happened and that's the part I think a lot of people get confused. Um, you know, they 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 want to separate networking and sales. And the way I view it is, if you have the right intention, sales can be the highest form of service to another human being on the planet. You know, it could be understanding what pain you have, and and then helping you find the right solution to that pain. Um, that's really really good networking. Um, but you can only get so far when you're networking one-on-one -on -one like that because studies have shown at any given moment, 3% of the population is actively looking to buy your product or service. Mm -hmm. So if you're just transactional and you're like, okay, Don, do you need this? Nope. I'm going to have to go on to the next and the next and the next. I have to talk to 100 people to close three deals. Or sorry, have three conversations that may or may not lead to three deals. You know, we'll get into close ratios. Um, but the magic of networking is if you're open and you're there to serve, um, I doubt that I will ever become a client of Don's, but I have absolute 100% certainty through my network. I know people that need Don's unique brand and help, and I will make sure they get that help. So I think that's a hard part where people, you know, I, I love when, when lead generation people reach out and say, Hey, Jeff, I'm curious, how do you, how do you grow your business? And I'll say, well, I do it through networking. And they always come back with a smart reply of, Oh, so your business is struggling or you're not growing. And I have a twisted sense of humor. So I always say, well, if, if you're a business development person and you're really good at finding clients, why are you calling me instead of me calling you and begging to work with you? Mm. And I love those moments. It's a twisted, twisted, perverse pleasure of mine because they always hang up on me. And it's like, if you're presenting to the world that you're, you're really good at marketing and you're going to bring in all these people, you should never, ever, ever cold call me and say networking doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think for so many people of why, you know, I talked to so many people that they're like, oh my gosh, I hate networking and oh, it's just, it's so uncomfortable for me. And I think it's just because of all these experiences that they've had from other people that are just trying to get in their corner and to sell to them. And that's a perfect example of that. And that's where you know, for me, and even for you becoming those master connectors, where sometimes I think some people overlook even the power that we have, or the genuine that we're doing, because we know that they would really, it's not just about the sale or the the solution for them. 
Like I'll even put him like, I know you two will enjoy meeting each other. And that's the point for me is like, so exciting is to like, find those two that are like, oh, that personality, Ooh, they would be perfect. And they would be great resource for each other. And if the sale comes out of it, great, but that is not the point of why I'm introducing you. Yeah. I'm going to share a very real example that just still has me baffled, but um, the way I connect, I look for strategic connections. Mm. So I'm not looking to connect you with your next client. I'm looking to connect you with somebody who knows your next hundred clients. Um, I actually had one instance where I had this conversation with my client. We agreed who she wanted to meet. And I literally introduced her to one person who represented 1,000 of her perfect prospects. Mm. Like literally it was a match made in heaven. I was very, very proud. She showed up to the meeting and did her sales pitch. She literally spewed sales all over this strategic partner who called me afterward and said, what the heck was that about? I was expecting to build a relationship, get to know one another. She was trying to meet her sales quota by selling to me. And then the funny thing is I got feedback from my client. She said, your type of networking is stupid. It doesn't work because this person didn't buy anything. And I said, well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Her thousand member community is not going to buy anything from you either. So that's... You know, I, I've learned and and I think, you know, for connectors like you and I, there's a certain satisfaction or, you know, I'm going to use the word a high, you know, where it is really, really emotionally rewarding to make that perfect connection. And then I'm going to say there's also the deep disappointment when that connection doesn't blossom. Um, I find and, and that's again where where the go giver comes in. If somebody hasn't read the book, I know they're not going to appreciate my level of connection that I bring because it is matchmaking. It's not just, oh, you you sell widgets. This person has bought a widget before. Go talk. It's this person literally represents the widget buyers of America. Um, If you win them over and build that relationship, they'll bring all of their clients to you. Mm. I love this. And this is where I'm like, I'm going to even switch gears right now with you because being a connector like me, I love connecting with people. It takes time. It takes time to build a relationship. And just like how you use that example of that person of, oh, waste of time. Because some people don't want to take the time Mm -hmm. to build a deep relationship. And so what would you have for suggestions of to those that are trying to build relationships, time is maybe of essence, or even two for me. I mean, I'm still trying to navigate it where before I used to have a steady paycheck that would be paying me to, to go connect with people and yep. build relationships. And I think that's always sometimes a challenge of how do you build a relationship? How do you have that time? And how do you, you know, keep in touch with them? So I guess I would love to even hear your thoughts on that for our listeners. I love it. And this is going to sound really judgmental and rude, um, but my number one tip is never network one-on-one. And and 
the caveat is never make it your first touch point. And so I'm going to share this. A lot of people push back hard. Um, I've had people say, I thought you were some great connector and you won't meet with me one-on-one. The reality is I won't because it's a waste of our time. So here's a scenario. Let's pretend Don and I were just meeting for the first time. We're going to need a little bit of time to get to know one another. We're going to have to feel each other out and see how we might collaborate. Um, that is unleveraged. It is you and me. And, and by the way, for whatever reason, somebody somewhere wrote in the Bible, thou shalt meet for an hour. You know, And some people are like, oh, I have 15-minute coffee dates. Um, the reality is 15 minutes is not long enough to get to know somebody. An hour is too long. So my number one tip, if you want to build relationships, and, and that is everything I do, number one tip, if you and I were going, let's pretend we're in the real world and we're going to meet face to face, I'm going to bring somebody to the meeting that I think you need to meet, and I'm going to ask you to do the same. And the magic, it first of all, if if we assume the same dynamic of an hour, what that does is in that hour, I've met three people. Now, the magic is by having a good connection, and it could go the other way too, but I assume most people are good human beings and I'm going to enjoy meeting them. I am going to be more strongly attached to Dawn because she brought and introduced me to Brooke, for example. And Dawn, vice versa, is going to be happy that I brought Joey to the party or Megan. Mm -hmm. But that's my number one thing is bring people together even if you do nothing but just sit there and observe they'll all have positive feelings towards you um, the other thing i would say is for me i need to see you in action networking before i decide if you're going to meet my network or not so mm -hmm. when i invite people to a networking mixer it's not arrogant it is just genuinely i'm watching to see if you're you know, committing the deadly sins of networking if you're a horrible networker or, you know, the show up and throw up salesperson. So that that's my biggest starting point. And the other thing, you know, people tell me all the time, I don't have time to network. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say, if that's your starting position, you're doing networking wrong. Because I do 100% of my business development in an hour a week through a networking event that I host on Zoom. So if somebody new comes to the party, I can see how they interact. Um, I can ask my people for feedback. Um, but it's a great way for me to leverage the power of my network. Maybe they show up and we're not a fit or I'm not going to be somebody they're going to work with. But nine times out of 10, they're going to leave with one introduction that changes their life. Mm. So the, the big thing I would say is, if you're not used to networking, start by offering introductions to people. That is my number one build a relationship tip. Um, you know, you and I might find something to do together, Don, but we're definitely going to find something to do together if I've introduced you to two people. Yeah. You know, and, and weird and random story, but I actually met my wife through networking. That's how much I believe in networking. Um, I, I won't go into the whole story, but um, a mutual friend said, you two need to meet. We were continents apart. Um, we were engaged within 30 minutes of meeting face to face. 
So long, long story, but that's how much I trust my network. Um, and this person, her name is Summer. Um, she could call and ask me for a kidney tomorrow and I'd find her one, even if it wasn't mine, you know, like that's the power of relationships. Um, the last thing I will say before I sound like a raving lunatic is treat others the way they want to be treated. So if somebody wants an introduction, give them an introduction. If somebody wants to do a sales pitch for it to you, maybe you give them a chance to do it. Um, but again, relationships aren't some big complicated thing. If you want somebody to like you, be nice to them. If you want them to give you introductions, give them introductions. Um, I teach LinkedIn skills because all of the LinkedIn experts I know tell me I do LinkedIn wrong. And I'm like, but you just came to me to find out how to get clients on LinkedIn. How is what I do wrong? And most of my energy is, hey, Don, you need to meet this person. Mm -hmm. So that's just... the thread. Yeah. And that's where I love to use, you know, kind of earlier what you were saying too, is you're kind of watching for that gut reaction too, of how you're feeling. Like you can kind of, and that's the thing too, I think so the power of in person or not, you can still sense the energy and the vibe that someone can play off. And, you know, at an event, even virtually, you can see how they're interacting with somebody else. Yeah. And right there, that can be your clue Yes, no. And I think that's where some people need to be open to it. And I think that's where it's even just think about it. We would have never have been able to probably even meet if, if this virtual world didn't even become a thing. And that's yeah. where, you know, I am thankful for that opportunity because too, I'm able to focus on my family more and to, to do things that fill my cup up, but also be more efficient with my time. And so one thing also too, before we have to close up here, it's just, Jeff, you always um, intrigue me because you're always doing different things and you're also writing a ton of books all the time. And this is where I think it's so creative of how you're using your time wisely, but also finding the energy from other people to really shine the best. And so even to like, I just don't know how, but you do this where every time when I see you, you're like, oh, I just wrote so many books this week. I'm like, what? You know, so even let's quick talk about that where I'm like, how do you do this? And where do you get all of your inspiration to kind of keep going and writing books? I love it. So I'm going to say my three secret ingredients to networking are intention, curiosity, and passion to serve. Mm. And, and I am absolutely fanatically curious about human beings i i just i would rather watch you know go to a mall go to a park and and people watch um i could care less about movies television um but books have been part of my life since i was old enough to read i think i started reading you know in kindergarten and i definitely from grade one onwards, I always had a book near me. Um, but I think the biggest thing, somebody once told me that good connectors tend to be Renaissance people. We know a little bit about everything because we're curious. And, and I think, you know, some others might network differently, but my version of networking is I have not met a human being that doesn't fascinate me. 
you know, mm. sometimes the lesson I learned from them is don't be like them. Yep. Um, but most times I'll find something absolutely fascinating that I didn't know. And, you know, for the listeners to get some context, I'm on a mission to write 365 books in 365 days. My inspiration is humans around me. And it's my way of sort of, you know, this might be my sixth sense. I get to know people by networking with them and by helping them write a book and tell their story. Um, I have a broad range of topics that fascinate me. Um, I read as much as I write. And, you know, last week I, I had a slow week. I only published eight books. So... <laughs> wrote and published, I should say, because I, I think a lot of people don't quite see that um, as, as that big a deal. Um, but the reality is I love helping people tell their story. And really, truly, that's an extension of networking. Mm. You know, I, I know for a fact that Don has a fascinating story and Don and I are going to work on a book together. Um, Again, this is a little strange because most people would say, well, why would you help Don write a book? Um, my brain isn't wired that way. Literally, my question is, why wouldn't I? You know, Because first of all, I'm going to get to know Don as a networker. Um, I'm also going to learn from Don in the process. And I also know with certainty, I'm going to learn something about myself. And, and so I love co-authoring and ghostwriting books because I don't know a faster way to become an expert at a subject than to speak to the experts and then write about it. Mm. So well, that's a weird, weird segue into the head of Jeff, but. <laughs> well, that's why you've always just fascinated me where I'm like, wow, you know, and that's the thing, you know, to, to go back to that of, that's why I think I love networking also or connecting with people. Cause I'm so curious. I want to know more. More and I want to know why, you know, you are different than me or the things that I could learn from you and to get a different perspective. And it's not to debate, <coughs> excuse me, but it's to learn and to enhance my knowledge and my growth, but then also help them. So I think yeah. that's where I'm just so thankful we met. And this is where I wanted to shine the light on you for once because I know you're always shining the light on other people. So I appreciate you so much for being on the show. And I really just want others to take all these nuggets that you had today and hopefully go out and connect and really be intentional when they become a master connector like us one day, hopefully. And I'm wondering <laughs> if you have any last words of wisdom as I'm coughing over here. <laughs> Well, I, I think my biggest wisdom is, um, and, and I'm going to thank Esther Deutsch for this, and you will meet Esther because you two are cut from the same cloth. Um, <laughs> Esther taught me that you can't be good at networking without self-awareness. Mm. Because to be self-aware, you recognize your strengths, your weaknesses. You know, people say, oh, you must think you're, you're better than others. And I'm like, oh, God, no, I have a list of flaws. Um, not kidding. I'm going to write a book on it. Um, I have three pages of flaws that I would happily fix if I could go back to the factory and rework it. Um, but I think the, the thing is, I'm deeply curious and I care deeply 
Um, you can't go wrong with networking if you're curious and you're there to serve. And the other thing I would say is a lot of wisdom says, oh, you shouldn't network just for the sake of getting something. But that's the beautiful thing. If you network well, the universe won't can't help but return it to you. And, and as Bob Berg says, you can't outgive the universe. So if you're generous with your, your networking, and again, I spend probably five hours a day just connecting people, not my job. It is what I do because that's what I love to do. Um, I never know where the, the next project's going to come from or the next client, but I see my, my network as a portfolio. And today, maybe I invest my time and energy into helping Don. Tomorrow, somebody else pops up and, and gives me a fun little project. So I just show up and say, hey, universe, whatever you want to give me today, I'll take it. Um, but I also agree my, my deal with the universe is I will pay it forward. And so mm -hmm. I always look for ways to add value to people. And spoiler alert, a good introduction is usually how I can help somebody smile, how I can help their job go better, how I can make their business better. Mm. Well, I love that so much. And I think that's the part of just caring about other people and spreading kindness, because what's it hurt to make an introduction or to make someone stay? Because deep down, that's what's going to feel and make me happy is when I see someone else happy. And so I appreciate you so much. And I'm so thankful that you're such a giving, wonderful person that I've been able to have in my life. So thank you so much. And I hope all the listeners connect with you in the correct way that they're going to meet with you via Zoom and that they can see the great qualities in you. So thank you, Jeff, for joining me today. Well, thank you, Don, for having me. I love hanging out with you. So I, I do enjoy my one-on-one -on -one time with you. Um, <laughs> But it's also fun to meet with you in groups. So thank you for your time today, Don. Thank you. And to our listeners, subscribe and pass this along to someone you know that could find value from it. So thanks so much for listening today.